We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. The Alamo Bowl is about to arrive. Great to see the Sooner Schooner rolling on the Riverwalk for the first time in the Alamo Bowl. Oklahoma and Oregon coming up December the 29th, but until then, we have practice reports presented by the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies. The Hall of Famer Bob Stoops out of retirement, back in the saddle as interim head coach, and he's coaching some youngsters who are super talented like Caleb Williams. Oklahoma going through its second practice in preparation down here in San Antonio, and it'll be the Sooners' first ever appearance in the Alamo Bowl. Oklahoma and Oregon, December the 29th. It's an 8.15 p.m. kickoff, but today we've got practice at the University of Incarnate Word on what is a drizzly and kind of odd day, to be honest with you, in San Antonio. I think maybe some of our friends from up in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon might feel right at home. Yeah. The Ducks, it's the perfect <laughs> yeah. weather for them. 
my cohorts, the Buckus Award-winning, All-American National Championship-winning linebacker Teddy Lehman. And sandwiched in between, it is great to have Caleb Kelly, his insight, his analysis with us all week long for these practice reports. Gabe Eichert's going to join us a little bit later on in the week. So, Teddy, these two football teams, it, it's so interesting in that there's been a lot of turnover, but they're in similar situations. Interim head coaches, of course, Bob Stoops, Brian McLennan is the interim head coach for the Ducks. So if I were to ask you one or two overlying themes or storylines that you've got in your head coming into this game, what would those be? Well, I think it's, it is an odd game. It's weird. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a, a bowl game where both teams have uh, lost their head coach and, and have new ones in place, but got interim guys taking over. It's a different dynamic. And uh, honestly, I think it's the team that's focused the most, right? And I, I know that's pretty cliche, but uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of outside noise. There's a lot of outside influence on, on what's happening right now. The team that can show up, do the work, buckle, buckle down, have good week of preparation going into the game is going to have the best chance. And I think that's why it's a huge benefit for Oklahoma not every program has uh, a Bob Stoops that can just walk <laughs> off the street and take over a Hall of Fame coach. So I think that's a big advantage for Oklahoma. Yeah, Caleb, you were in there when Coach Stoops became the interim head coach. The presence that he commands, what was it like when he walked into the room and said, we got this, guys? Oh, yeah, it's exciting. I think you just are used to it. Me coming in and playing for him, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll be good right off the bat. And so I just think you know like that's a Hall of Famer. You know that's the guy that's going to come in and we'll be good no matter what what has gone on, what, no matter who left, who is here. And he kind of set the tone right away. He said, you know, OU will always be OU no matter who's the head coach, no matter what players are here. And he's like, you players make OU. Mm-hmm. And so I think once he said that, it was kind of like, well, we're all still here. We might as well do what we need to do and have fun playing in one more game. So they've been down here for two days, come down on Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, you're able to get out here and practice, kind of get your feet mm-hmm. wet once again, work out some of the kinks, yeah. so to speak. So this is day number two of practice down here. Where are they with regard to the game week and preparation? Because it's a Sunday, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily feel like a Sunday. Yeah, so today is our second work day. Yesterday was Tuesday, which is our full padded practice. And then today is uppers, and it's still padded. And so it's just our, our Wednesday for us usually. Mm-hmm. So it's the last really – a physical work day and so after this it'll be mental it'll be a lot of locking in a lot of walkthroughs a lot of making sure everybody's fitting correctly and doing all those things but today's the last real physical make sure you're ready make sure you can tackle you can hit and you can go into saturday well i guess wednesday wednesday yeah, yeah. For, for a game <laughs> you miss it you wish you were out there. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Teddy, Teddy quit missing it, oh, maybe a year or so ago, but still he does kind of miss it. Today's focus, we're talking about the Sooner offense. Uh, interesting, you know, Caleb Williams, Kennedy Brooks, three times a 1,000-yard rusher as a Sooner, some pieces at wide receiver, maybe some health on the offensive line finally for once this season. What's most important for the offense and their focus this week, Teddy? Well, I, I think. It's going to be different, obviously, right? Lincoln Riley's run the offense around here for a long time, so just a little different dynamic. I think probably get a little bit more collaboration from the different coaches uh, trying to piece together this game plan. But you know, whatever all boils down, it's going to be the same thing. You got to you got to run the football, right? You got to dominate the line of scrimmage. You got to protect the quarterback. All these things aren't going to change. It doesn't matter who's calling plays or or what the game plan is or who the opponent is. You got to you got to do those things. Run the ball. 
uh, win the line of scrimmage, protect your quarterback. We've got the talent. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever you look at our offense, uh, skill position guys, the backfield, quarterback, offensive line, we've got the guys. I feel like we've got a big advantage uh, actually whenever it comes to that side of the ball. I, I think we can exploit some of Oregon's weaknesses on their defense. Caleb, where are they? Where, where do you feel like the team is mentally with regard to the offensive focus now? I think mentally it's just handling business kind of thing. I mean, coach is gone for sure, but I think with Coach Gundy calling, I mean, it's the same play, same routine things, and he knows what he's doing. He's been able to do that for a long time. And so I think it's just making those plays when when it's time to, catching the ball and running. Like you said, as long as we get our run game going, I mean, OU's with their run game, that's what it's always been since I've been here. And mm -hmm. so when we're doing that, everything else kind of uh, plays itself out. Let's talk about Kale Gundy calling plays, being in charge of the offense. You know, he, he has been here on the staff since Brent Venables was here the first time. <laughs> and all the way through, he gets his first chance to call plays, which I know he's got to be excited about. Do you expect things to be much different, or will they be business as usual in the game? I, I personally think it will be business as usual. I mean, he's been around all different play callers he's been here for a long time like I just said and so I just think in the way he's been coaching and the way that I've seen his tenacity and intensity I think he's just really focused and happy for the opportunity and I think that goes for coach Owen as well and everybody that's kind of stepping up in their roles and I just think he's going to make the most of it yeah Brian Odom who coached you is going to be back to call the defenses as well we'll talk about that a little bit later in the week but Teddy uh, you're around Kel Gundy Back in the day, those first few staffs, what do you think it's going to be like for him to call plays? I don't know. I, I feel like we could get some triple option in there. Maybe <laughs> get that. some leech air raid in there. I mean, he's he's been a part of a ton of different offenses, but I think this is an awesome moment for him. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got to be, you know, um, refreshing a little bit to take on a little bit uh, of a different role. I know we're in the Alamo Bowl. We're, we're used to playing in New Year Six or, or playoff type of atmospheres, but – to be able to take on a new role, uh, a new responsibility, be able to maybe have a bigger influence on the game plan. And I don't expect him to come out here and start running, you know, reverses and, and double passes and stuff. Well, maybe a couple of those, but <laughs> I, I think it's just going to be fun. I do. And I think a, a lot of a lot of the staff on offense, you know, being able to have maybe a bigger role in what's going on out there is going to get – you know, just it's natural to get more buy-in and to be a little more energized by it whenever you're, you know, a little bit more is being placed on your shoulders. Sooners will go through a workout behind us a little bit later on. They'll arrive here in about 30 minutes or so. Later on today, it's a trip over to SeaWorld on the other side. Weather's not great for SeaWorld, but some guys are going to get to swim with dolphins. Does yeah. it matter what the weather's like when you get to do that? No, I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, yeah. I think. So, yeah. We're going to see if we can we can talk Caleb <laughs> into jumping in there as well. Coming up next, we're going to talk more about the Sooner offense. Kennedy Brooks, weapons at wide receiver, and Caleb Williams returning at quarterback. What's he like as a leader from a guy who's been in the room with him next on the Valero Alamo Sooner football practice report presented by the OU College of Professional and Continuing studies. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies. Bringing the Sooner family to you wherever you are. Degrees online, on site, on your schedule. Jana King, the king of clean. 
Get Sooner Sports news and talk on demand whenever you want with the Sooner Sports Podcast. Exclusive interviews, post-game shows, and all things Sooner Sports. Subscribe today at Soonersports.com slash podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Sooner Sports TV personalities wardrobe is provided by Mizzen and Main and Glass and Curve. Hair and makeup provided by Clementine Hair and Lounge. Welcome back to the University of Incarnate Word, where the Sooners will go through a workout. It'll be practice number two since they arrived down here in the San Antonio area. 8.15 is kickoff. I'm going to have to have a nap to stay up through that one, Teddy. You're going to be on the radio call, but 8.15 on December the 29th for the Sooners and the Oregon Ducks. It's been great to see Sooner Nation rolling out on the Riverwalk this festive time of the year. So Caleb Williams quarterbacking the Sooners in this Valero Alamo Bowl. You know, since he took over seven games ago, basically against Texas, he's been good. 1,500 yards, 18 touchdown passes, only four interceptions. He's got four touchdown runs of 40 yards plus. So how important is it going to be him for to kind of block out some of the noise that might be surrounding this game and just focus on what he's done well this year? Yeah, I, I think that's big. Uh, obviously, there is a lot going on. There's a lot of conversation out there, but most of that is outside. You know, as players, you're pretty dialed in with, with the game plan and, you know, kind of living in your bubble, uh, so to speak. But it is going to be big for him to just dial in, uh, go with the game plan, embrace the game plan uh, with the coaching staff for this bowl game, and just go out and do his thing. You know, uh, as a young guy, the the thing that you can't get caught up in is trying to go do it yourself, and, and he hasn't done that this year, and I think that's that's been a, a big benefit and one of the reasons he's had so much success. Lean on the run game. Let your offensive line do the work and just deliver the football and let the playmakers make plays. You know, Caleb, he has seemed like from even before he became a Sooner, a leader, kind of a natural-born guy. He helped to galvanize his recruiting class coming in. And even when he wasn't the starting quarterback, he seemed to have a big voice on this football team. From inside the locker room, is that the perspective you have on him? Yeah, definitely. He just has that presence. I think he's used to being the guy. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, all the way through high school, he's had the noise and he's had all that already and I wouldn't tell him but he he is a great leader you know you got to keep your young guys under, <laughs> don't you know. let him know just yeah yet. but he is a great leader and he does have that presence that you want to be around and that you believe in mm -hmm. I mean when he says let's go you look at him you're like okay I got you and it, it puts something in you and leaders that are like that and that have that power can get their team going when when you're down in a Texas game and you make a big play and you come off the sideline like let's go and it just turns around the entire game when stuff like that happens it, it, it's an testament to him and just who he's been and who he is Teddy one of the reasons he's had to have some long touchdown runs is the offensive line has had peaks and valleys I think that's probably the best way to put it for this year and some of that has been injury related trying to figure out which guys belong in what seat on the bus so to speak with Bill Biedenboe coming back but what's important for the offensive line because they definitely need to be better than they were in the regular season finale. Well, running the football, you know, a lot of the problems that we had uh, with the offensive line and just offense in general usually started with uh, bad down and distances, right? Mm -hmm. We're getting behind the chains. And, you know, once you become very predictable on offense, it's hard, right? And that was a situation that we got put in a lot. We gave up a bunch of sacks down the stretch, some of that offensive line driven, some of that quarterback driven, you know, whenever – uh, teams started to see how to defend us. It got a little bit more uh, difficult for Caleb Williams in that offensive line. How you fix all that? Run the football, right? And in the offensive line, that's what they want to do. And if they can go out there, win the line of scrimmage, 
and I'm sure the, the coaching staff's going to put together a really good game plan to let that happen, right, to go out there and try and dominate and get the running game rolling. If you can do that, it makes life easier for everyone, especially offensive line. Brent Venables will have Bill Biedenboe on staff as offensive line coach even beyond this year, which is great news. He's one of the best in the country, Caleb. From your perspective on the other side of the ball in practice, take us through what makes Bill Biedenboe so special as an offensive line coach and how important it is to retain him. Yeah, I think it's his knowledge for sure and how much the guys believe in that. Mm -hmm. I think when he says something, it means something to them, and they kind of all look to him as kind of that father figure to where they respect him and they want to please him and they don't I mean they don't want to get cussed out and have those <laughs> moments and so I think it comes in with his tenacity and how he wants them to be vicious it carries over into how they play yeah, he, he uh, coached some guys that were probably pretty mean to you in practice. Bobby Evans, oh, yeah. Cody Ford, some of those dudes that are now playing in the NFL, huh? Yeah, I mean, we had all, that whole O-line that won the big award that, that year. The Joe Moore Award, yeah, offensive line. Yeah, those were the guys you were going against in practice. Every single day. And, I mean, I'm, <laughs> we were getting in fights and everything. It's, I mean, they had that vicious mentality. And you saw, I, I remember the Texas game when we played them in the Big 12 championship. They were, the other Ooh. team was talking crazy, and they took a whole guy, made him delete his Twitter, how bad they were going in the game, how bad they were doing them. And so it's just that mentality that we want to whoop you. It's not just blocking. It's we want to whoop you, sit on you, lay on you, and embarrass you every single play. Every single play. make Break your will, so yeah. to speak, is what they would like to do. So Bill Biedenboe coaching up the offensive line once again in this Valero Alamo Bowl, the great DeMarco Murray running backs coach and some pieces on offense for this Sooner offense like Kennedy Brooks, three times a thousand-yard rusher during his career. We'll see how much maybe Eric Gray is involved in this Alamo Bowl as well. And then weapons at wide receiver, Mario Williams amongst them. We will see exactly what it looks like. We'll talk more about the offense when we return. Sooners hoping to give the Ducks a steady dose of the run game on December the 29th. Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray, of course, mentored by one of the all-time OU greats in DeMarco Murray. Sooners are 6-1 all-time against Oregon. Bob Stoops 3-1 against the Ducks during his tenure. That includes the 2005 Holiday Bowl, which was a Sooner win out somewhere near your neck of the woods in San Diego, Cam. Yeah. Yeah, about six hours away from my home. Uh, that's not that bad. Six hours. That's an easy road trip. <laughs> Coach Bob Stoops and the Sooners. Coach Stoops making his way to the set here Just on our practice report. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Great to see the love from the Hall of Famer. Right. To, with, from one TV star to another. Yeah, right. yeah. He's Caleb the one Kelly. that gave me my shot. That's exactly right. Well, we're grateful that he did give you that shot because we got you here all week long. Uh, let's talk about the running backs just a little bit for this game. Teddy, Kennedy Brooks, you know, he's probably going to go down as one of the more unsung running backs in Oklahoma history. He's 10th in all-time rushing yards in Sooner history. Only DeMond Parker, Adrian Peterson, and Samaje Pirine, along with Kennedy, have had three 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Do you expect a steady dose of him on December 29th? I do. Uh, he's been great, and, you know, he got better and better as the season rolled on. I, you know, I thought he did outstanding, and it's crazy. He, he's got the possibility for another year, and he could come back, and if he just replicated what he did this year, it'd be OU's all-time leading rusher. Mm -hmm. That's how close he is right now. He's about 1,000 yards away. He's excellent. I, you know, I think that um, he was more physical this year, running behind his pads and getting those tough yards than I've seen in, in previous years. And, yeah, I, I think that he's got a chance. If, if they're going to really stick it with the run game like I think they will, 
I think he could have a big day. You know, I, I look at him, and you went against him in practice, Caleb. He's not necessarily the flashiest or the fastest or most powerful guy, but you can't argue with his effectiveness and his productivity. Why is that? Yeah, I just think he's consistent in the way he runs. He's good. He's patient, mm -hmm. and then he has a good cut, but – He's always trying to get vertical, and it's not like a flashy, okay, let's juke somebody out. It's like, let's go and let's get yards as fast as we can. And he has a, a deceptive speed. When he breaks away, he's going to break away and score. And you think, I don't know whether it's just his form or what it is, but you don't, you think you can catch him, and you can't. <laughs> you know, the, the running back room has gotten a little bit smaller, and we'll see about, you know, you get Marcus Major back into the mix a couple of games ago. But Eric Gray, do you feel like maybe Kel Gundy will involve him a little bit more? Because it'll be hard just give Kennedy the Brooks the ball 30, 35 times in a game like this. Yeah, I especially think in the pass game, he's mm -hmm. really good in open space because he is the guy who can give break somebody down and make them fall. And so I just think in, in the pass game, if we could get him out and uh, make it, let him get some space and do what he does, he'll make people miss. I've never seen the first guy tackle him in practice or anything. There's, it always takes at least two, which is a running back's rule for sure. But I just think that if we get him in space, he'll do what he needs to do. Teddy, weapons at wide receiver certainly that have been on display for this team from time to time. You know, Mario Williams had a great freshman year. Marvin Mims, uh, Theo Weiss going to play in the bowl game as well. But the H-backs were the guys who were most involved the last time we saw this team, the Jeremiah Halls. So what do you expect the pass game and the wide receivers to look like in the Alamo Bowl? Well, I, I think, you know, you go back to running the football. It all starts there, and I think we are going to try and run the football and, and, and be be really heavy-minded in that. But they're going to build play action off of that. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do if they go with some zone concepts and go with the boot off of that. That's whenever you're going to get some tight end and H-backs really involved or if they do more of the gap scheme with the pullers, and that's whenever you're going to see the wide receivers catch the deep digs and stuff over the middle when they draw up the safeties and the backers. So I'm not exactly sure how they're going to build it, but – that's where I think the receivers are going to get some, some good action is some play action stuff, maybe take some shots, loosen the defense up. Kale's calling plays now, <laughs> right? He's going to want to leave an impression. So yeah. a couple of maybe play action, let it go. Let our guys go make some 50-50 uh, some plays on the football. We, we talked about the involvement of the H-backs, and, and that's been a staple of this offense over the years. But the Bedlam game in particular, they were even more involved as an opposing defender. How challenging is that when you've got the other weapons on the outside to have to deal with those H-backs constantly? Yeah, and B-Will and J-Hall and Stog, even when he was here, you just think they can block, they can go out, run routes, and they can catch. And, I mean, when they catch, it's it's like it's really hard to get a PBU against <laughs> them. They Somehow they got to stick them on their gloves or something just because they – will always catch the ball. I don't know. It's just something that they do. And so when you have somebody that is big and can push you around but then is fast enough to get away from you, it, it's just a really good, versatile player. And, and somebody, it's really hard as a defensive player to guard that. Who's the guy that can take the top off an opposing defense on this offense, that speed guy that Oklahoma's always had in the past? Who's potentially that guy on this offense? Yeah, for sure. Marvin Mims. I mean, he's got the speed. He's got the numbers even in mm -hmm. past year and this year and then uh, Mario Williams like you mentioned those two guys are our speed demons for sure do you think we'll see any more of that in this game Teddy trying to throw the ball deep get the ball to somebody up top I think so I mean whenever you have a good balanced attack right you're going to run the football well you're going to have some good play action and you're going to stretch the defense so I do th think that's going to be the case now um, Thibodeau's out for them, their best pass rusher, that they've still got capable guys on the defensive line. But you would think that if, if we have success running it and can protect well, that we'll have some good opportunities 
Our guys are great one-on-ones, right? They're really hard to cover one-on-ones. So if we can we can get ahead of the chains and put ourselves in some situations where we can take some risk and we have maybe a down-to-waste and we can check it uh, or uh, test them down the field, we'll do it. Oklahoma and Oregon three days from now, about five miles away from here inside the Alamo Dome in the Valero Alamo Bowl. We will wrap up this practice report, and the guys are going to pick their offensive MVPs for the game. Well, it's three days away. We're asking you to pick MVPs. That's tough duty, but we'll get it from them next on the Sooner Football Valero Alamo Bowl practice report presented by the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies. It is a strange day weather-wise. There's no other way to put it here in San Antonio. We arrived. It was about 75, 80 degrees yesterday. It's expected to be that come again tomorrow but you know what on December the 29th it's not going to matter we're going to be in an air-conditioned dome stadium and whether there's drizzle heck there could be snow it won't (laughs) matter we'll be comfortable inside watching the Sooners and Ducks in the Valero Alamo Bowl here's a full look at our upcoming television schedule on Sooner Sports TV practice report number three will come your way tomorrow at 530 on Bally Sports Southwest it re-airs at 1130 that day and then again at 9 a.m. the following day we'll take you into practice report number four and of course we will have sooner game day on the 29th of december getting you set for oklahoma and oregon in the valero alamo bowl we welcome you back to the university of incarnate word where the sooners are headed for the practice field for their second practice down here in san antonio once again they will have a trip to sea world to swim with dolphins and enjoy all of those festivities a little bit later on today we jump into some extra points to kind of cap the show today they are presented by pizza hut no one out pizzas the hut I don't know which way I would go with this one, but I think I've got a pretty good clue where you guys are going to go. Pick your offensive most valuable player in this Valero Alamo Bowl. Caleb, you get first shot since you're the new guy. Okay, yeah, I got to go with my QB. You know, sure. I like his first name a lot. Yep. I like his athletic ability. <laughs> and, I mean, any, he has the ball in his, his hand every single play, and so it gives him the most opportunity to make plays. And I have faith in him. I mean, sure. uh, the whole Sooner Nation has faith for him, in him. You see the way they want him to stay, the way they've always been talking about it, how much they love him. There's been signs and just all the love he's received. Everybody has faith in the kid, and it's, it's for a reason. He's He was a five-star for a reason. He's a starter at the University of Oklahoma for a reason. And he's just having fun and playing game with his guys. And so I just think he has the right head on his shoulders this week and everything I've seen him, how he's been acting and his mentality. And I just think he's going to go out there and have fun. He's a true freshman. I think sometimes people fail to realize that. You get so spoiled by juniors and seniors like Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and Jalen Hurts. He's a true freshman. Teddy, would you pick him as well? Or if I said you can't pick him, who would you pick? No, I wouldn't pick him. You can't. Yes, you would. You just said he's a true freshman. That's why I'm not picking him, okay? (laughs) I'm going with Braden Willis, okay? Caught the jump ball against Oklahoma State, right? He's coming off of a really good game. I love the way he blocks. I love the way he plays. I hope they get him involved more. And, again, we talked about the running game. If we can get the running game going, the boots, the play action off of it, I would love to see him have a really big role in this football game, and I think he can, both the running game and the passing game. Two touchdowns. I love that. Two two touchdowns. touchdowns. Two touchdowns for Braden Willis. I like that. I'm coming right back to you, Teddy, for this next one. Who's the hardest guy to tackle on this Sooner football team? Who would you guys not want to be locked in a phone booth with? I I don't want to be locked in a phone booth with anyone on the team. Uh, But Kennedy Brooks, I – He's got, and Caleb was talking about it, he's got a really good cut, he's got good vision, but he also he wants to go downhill, 
right? When a guy goes flat on you, it's easy. How about that? that hey, there's a there's an MVP candidate right, yeah, there. right there. Oh, yeah. Um, when a guy when a guy cuts and goes lateral, it's easy, right? You can chase him down. There's no punch behind him. But when they cut and they go vertical and come downhill, you never know. Is he going to give me a move? Is he going to try and run over me? That's what makes it tough. I'll go with Kennedy Brooks. we got a little less than a minute. Who, who you got? Toughest got to tackle. I think toughest one to open space, like I said, was Eric Gray. So Eric open Gray. space, if he's given one, one-on-one and he just has a two-way go, I mean, he, he's going to win. I, uh, the last question is, how did you spend Christmas Day in San Antonio? Teddy spent his traveling, yeah, enjoying driving. the traffic in Austin, Texas, <laughs> as uh, I was traveling as well. How about you? Yeah, I, I got to spend a lot of time with Isaac Stoops, actually. Very nice. Yeah, so Assistant coach. Yeah. 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 Great. Uh, we'll join you for another practice report tomorrow. Practice is about to begin. That means our time is done. Thanks to Caleb Kelly. For Teddy Lehman, I'm Chad McKee. We'll see you tomorrow on the Sooner Valero Alamo Bowl practice report presented by the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies.